On a recent episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, I said that John Morant was the tide and his teammates on the Memphis Grizzlies were the ships. On Thursday night, John Morant was not just the tide, he was all of the bodies of this world combined. And Memphis was the ship that rose up on it. Both the city and the team that Morant leads were made better in their second home win of the season. The first time John Morant's been in front of the Memphis crowd in a long time. Let's talk about how it got done. Lock in with me. You are locked on Grizzlies. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is a Friday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. It is the end of week edition of Locked On Grizzlies. And ho, 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 it is a holiday edition of Locked On Grizzlies. Christmas is coming. The goose is indeed getting fat. I am Joe Mullinax, your host for this episode. Once again, DeMichael Cole finishing up a crazy week, right? Can we just all just shout out DeMichael Cole for a moment? all the amazing work he does over at the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's my co-host on this podcast, but he's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for them. He's been all over John Morant's return. He continues to do phenomenal stuff. He'll be back with us next week, I promise. He hasn't quit. Again, if he's dumped me, he hasn't told me that yet. This would be a messed up way to leave me. I don't think he's doing that. He's going to come back for you more than he's going to come back for me, of course, here on Locked on Grizzlies. The dynamic duo will once again ride. It won't be until after Christmas, though, because as I told you recently, I'm not going to be here on Christmas, and neither should you, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. Go do something fun on Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday. But first, we got to talk another Grizzlies win, second at home this season. Exciting times, to say the least. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code all lowercase NBA. For a first deposit match up to $100. Friendly reminder, as always, that we here on Lockdown Grizzlies are proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts, as well as over on YouTube. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, all of those wonderful things. It is all good and all appreciated here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Today, we are going to talk a lot about John Morant because John Morant remains that tide that raises the ships, as we've been discussing all week. That was even more true on Thursday than it was on Tuesday. And I'll explain to you why that is throughout this episode. I have some Grizzmas wishes for Marcus Smart as some uh, rumors, not necessarily rumors, but you know, Taylor Jenkins saying maybe Smart won't be ready for Saturday after all. Going to put some Grizzmas Christmas energy out there for positivity for Smart later on in the show. But first, before we even talk about the Grizzlies-Pacers game, the second win at home for Memphis and FedEx Forum this season, before we talk about the ins and outs of how Memphis got the job done, we've talked a lot about on this show how Memphis has seemed down throughout this season so far, and not down in a good way, right? Down in a bad way. They have seemed listless, a lack of energy at home. The issue at home was the biggest sin for me from the 25 games without jaw to go one in 11 in FedEx form where over the previous two seasons, you were one of the best home teams in the league. You had one of the greatest home court advantages in the NBA, at least in the regular season to go from that 
to being one and 11. To me, if you want to criticize Taylor Jenkins, that is the biggest failure of this run without job. They should have won more than one game at home. There, that, that goes to coaching at some point. But all that, at least for a moment, you, you can't completely erase those concerns and all that happened. You're not going to win 12 games miraculously after winning one at home, the first one with Jaw, the second one of the season. But for at least one night, man, did it feel good to see FedEx Forum turned the heck up once again. The Grizzlies role players were playing much better. We'll talk about why that was later on in the show. Desmond Bain had a phenomenal night. Again, we'll talk about a major reason for that later on in the show. Jaron Jackson Jr., who we won't talk about as much later on in the show, had a strong performance himself. It was another game where the big three of the Grizzlies got a lot of good work done. 72 points scored between Bain and Morant and Jackson Jr. But what the Grizzlies really did a strong job of, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, the unstoppable, the, the unstoppable force, meaning the immovable object, was the Pacers' offense, which was number two in the NBA going into the game on Thursday night, against the top 10 defense of the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies' defense won in this one. The Indiana Pacers had an abnormal shooting night, 18 of 52 from three. They shot 52 threes. That's an amazing number. Only shot 34%. That's low for them. Only 11 free throws. That's not great for them. 42% from the field. So the Pacers did not have their typical offensive performance. They're usually put up 120 or so points a game. For them to only score 103, that's a pretty big deal. For them to be held by the Grizzlies to under 25 points in two of the four frames, an entire half of basketball. Indiana only scored 22 points in the first quarter, only scored 21 points in the third quarter. Kudos to the Grizzlies, D. Indiana had some issues, right? A couple of shots that maybe they missed that they normally make. But Halliburton still posted a massive 14 assist night. A major difference, though, the turnovers. Four turnovers for Tyrese Halliburton. That is abnormal for him, abnormally high. And that is a credit to a Grizzlies defense that found a way to create eight steals and seven blocks, 15 total stocks. Now, turnovers remain a problem for Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr., in fact, had seven turnovers himself, and those were offensive fouls, bad passes. The jury's out on Jaron Jackson Jr. If you want to try to slow him down, which the Indiana Pacers are bad defensively, and they were not able to do that consistently. But you double him early, you make him try to make decisions with the basketball, you get in front of him, he's out of control, he has to keep growing as an offensive player in those areas. Still room for development, but he still had a very strong game against Indiana. But Jaron played well. Again, we're going to talk more about Bain and Ja. The on-the-court product was better because Morant's out there, but the off-the-court product, the off-the-court energy, ticket sales, over 18,000 people in attendance for this game. Had to be the most highly attended game of the season. I'm, I'm not, I don't have the data in front of me, but take this for data. Ja Morant was playing his first game at home of the season. I'm guessing he was the reason that forum building was basically sold out, filled to the brim. And the energy was different. Going into timeouts called by the Pacers, the music playing, the dancing. It just seemed like a lighter atmosphere. And it's not like it was all sunshine and rainbows for Memphis. Another poor second quarter. 
right? The Pacers score 34 in the second. Indiana only scores 23. It was another time where, you know, maybe you're feeling a little nervous about this thing. The Grizzlies were only up by two at the half. But they dominate the remainder of the game. Seven-point win in the third quarter, four-point win in the fourth, and the Grizzlies win by double digits over Indiana. The fans were more into it. The team seems more into it. The vibes are just better. It's not because it's the holiday season and things just seem lightly or more light and more bright because of the time of year. It's because hope is returned. And as I said on a recent episode, hope is not a strategy. Taylor Jenkins has to continue to figure out what's going on with these rotations. And I think he did. We'll talk more about it here momentarily, at least with regard to Bain and, and Ja. But as the team gets healthier, Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard make their return. As the team puts themselves in positions to be successful and actually takes advantage of them, confidence is contagious. Confidence is contagious. And that is one of the great things that Jaws providing these Grizzlies that the team was lacking without him. With Jaw on the floor, they believe they can do it. And with Jaw on the floor, he is such a force. And we're going to talk more about this next here on Lockdown Grizzlies, especially offensively. He is such a force that he provides greater opportunity for those around him, including the guy who, I mean, you can make an argument that Jaw was the best player on the floor. But in terms of numbers, Right, Desmond Bain, 31 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Bain was probably the man of the match. But Ja helped him get there. How is that possible? We'll talk about next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But again, the basketball is great. We're going to break that down more. It was just good to see Memphis be Memphis again. It was good to see the FedEx Forum be the grindhouse once again. The Grizzlies don't, don't look now. They're streaking. Two wins in a row. Can they make it three in a row in Atlanta on Saturday? We'll find out and talk more about that next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a fantastic service that helps so much, not just this time of year, but any time of year, specifically this time of year. Gift giving is a major thing, not just in Memphis, but in most families in the holiday season. Not everybody does that, though, right? Exchanging gifts is wonderful vacations, experiences. Some people take that time and effort and energy and they put it into spending time together. The holidays are a great time to do that. And it's also a great time to invest some time and treasure into yourself. Whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, Give yourself some love this holiday season. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with better help. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, or you can switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdownmba today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash lockedonnba. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we will be talking once again about what Memphis can do now that Jaw is back and how his tide rises or raises many ships. Stick with us here on this Friday, Christmas edition, almost Christmas edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax flying solo once more. It's Michael Cole cl- closing out a crazy week for him. This dude was in New Orleans. He was in Oklahoma City. He was in Memphis. He's been everywhere. He deserves a bit of a respite 
Uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next week. I will not be with you for a few shows next week, but the Michael will be. And my fingers are crossed that as a Christmas gift to you and yours, we can provide the Michael and I a co-hosted edition of the show on Tuesday. Again, there will be no lockdown Grizzlies and no, no new lockdown Grizzlies on Monday. It is Christmas day. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, go for a walk, go hang out with your pet, go meet some friends for a movie or dinner or something like that. And if it is Christmas, Hopefully you're not listening to podcasts and you're spending time with your family. Uh, but no new no new episode on Monday. There will be a new episode on Tuesday for you to check out Talking Grizzlies Hawks and all sorts of other fun things, I'm sure. Hopefully with DeMichael back in tow. We talked about how John Morant helped turn the energy around there in Memphis with the FedEx Forum, the second home win of the season. It was good to see positivity in FedEx Forum again. Anthony Edwards would be proud, right? How we talked about Memphis was pretty dead when the Timberwolves were there earlier this season. That was not the case on Thursday night. The main reason for that, of course, is John Morant. And Taylor Jenkins, as much friendly fire as he's taken from fans this season, for rightful reasons in some cases, rotation being a major example of that. Something that he did well in the Thursday game against the Pacers was make a tweak in terms of when John Morant got his rest. On Tuesday against the Pelicans, it was Desmond Bain who led the second unit, especially in the second quarter, and that led to a massive run that the uh, New Orleans team was able to go on to make life much more difficult for the Grizzlies and lead to that massive comeback that you likely by now know all about, jaw hitting that game-winning shot. It wouldn't have been as hard <laughs> to win in NOLA if there were uh, not those runs with Bain trying to lead the reserves. On Thursday night against the Pacers, it was Jaw in that role and not Bain. And Bain didn't have to worry about trying to bring the reserves along. Bain could focus on his game, scoring the basketball. He played with the reserves, don't get me wrong. But it was Jaw who spent most of his time helping and being that point guard for the bench unit. Guys like Santi Aldama, Xavier Tillman, Zaire Williams, and John Conchar. Don't look now. But a Grizzlies bench that has been much maligned, guys that are borderline NBA players at the very least in terms of production. Santi Aldama, 13 points on seven shots, three for five from three, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, plus 24. A game best, plus 24 with Santi Aldama while he was on the floor. Xavier Tillman, five points, five rebounds, two assists in 21 minutes played, one block, plus 10. Zaire Williams, 16 points. A much better performance, even than what he did in New Orleans. Two assists, one steal, two blocks, plus six. John Conchar, six rebounds, six points. Much more productive in terms of his play. Another two blocks, plus 11. The Grizzlies starters named Jaron and Bain were actually in the negatives in this game. They were outplayed by seven or eight points while they were on the floor. And there's, you know, again, single game plus minus is not the ideal number to break down significance. Bain had monster numbers in other places. But the point I'm trying to make is the biggest contributors to the Grizzlies building leads were guys like Vince Williams Jr. and Santi Aldama playing alongside Ja Morant, who was a plus 15 in the contest. So Ja being that guy that helped, again, the rising tide, raising the ships of the Grizzlies bench, allowed for Bain to focus on himself a little bit more leading the team in shooting attempts. 
that is maybe something that some folks are going to raise an eyebrow at, right? And he didn't just lead the team in shooting attempts. He did it by 10. Morant shot 16 times in the game. But friendly reminder, dear listener, dear viewer, now that John Morant is back, who's going to be the focal point of opposing defenses? Even bad ones like the Indiana Pacers. John Morant is going to be that focal point. So they're going to make tough decisions. And they're going to have to choose to try to slow down John Morant because he is just that good at dribble penetration and getting to the rim. And Desmond Bain, remember, it's easy to forget, I suppose. Absence made my heart grow fonder, at least. You could easily argue that Desmond Bain is the perfect backcourt complement to John, especially as Bain has developed himself as a downhill dribble penetrator off the bounce. John Morant is one of the best, if not the best, in the entire NBA at it. Bain has improved, and combining that with his three-point prowess, 5-for-12 from beyond the arc was Bain in this game. You get numbers like this, 31 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Bain was able to focus on getting his, and he still helped other guys get theirs in the process. But he had the open looks. He was the best offensive option more often than not, and this could be what makes Memphis, again, Calling them a title contender when they're, you know, 8-19 and 19 is ridiculous, right? Let's start with getting back into the play-in conversation, which don't look now. Check the standings. Slowly but surely. Let's focus on that. And as Memphis gets back in the play-in conversation, which is very realistic, games like the one against the Pacers, where 72 points are scored, the way that they did it is sustainable, dear listener, dear viewer. Can Jaron score 20 game points a game? Yes, absolutely, the way that he's been playing offensively. He did it on 10 shot attempts. He only took three free throws. Jaron Jackson Jr. is unguardable against most teams right now because of his build. He is Giannis very light at this moment. John Morant, unguardable for a variety of reasons that have been detailed here, there, and everywhere. Desmond Bain has also reached that echelon. Echelon? Echelon? Echelon. He's in that place now. He's in that stratosphere. Not as good as Jaw, but his offense has gotten to a point where you have to respect him. And as Jaw creates that room with his dribble penetration, with his elite athleticism, his vision means that he can find open shooters on the perimeter, open guys cutting underneath, whether it's Bismack Biombo, Asante Aldama, Azair Williams. They can get out in rhythm and run a little bit more. They can push the tempo even in half-court offense. Morant is the straw that stirs the drink. That's not a surprise if you've been paying attention to the Memphis Grizzlies. Apparently, some of the national media forgot. But when John Morant is on the floor, the domino effect starts and ends with him and comes full circle around his skill set. The Grizzlies have been built to thrive with a guy like John Morant creating offense. He's that fulcrum point. Without him, the offense looked atrocious. With him, not saying things are perfectly 100% fixed, but they look a heck of a lot better. And because of Morant's presence, it allows for guys like Jaron and Bain to focus on their prospects and their roles in the scheme, as opposed to having to be that creator for everyone else. That is where Jock can thrive in a place where those big three guys can continue to be offensive contributors at this level. It can happen each and every night.
There's no reason that it has to be special here. It's happened two nights in a row, and I think it can happen again in Atlanta as well. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we will talk about an update on Marcus Smart that's less than exciting. Again, I'm going to give some good Christmas energy, hopefully, in that direction next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But I want to remind you that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like me and DeMichael on Lockdown, plus our national shows that cover each and every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is fantastic in terms of daily fantasy sports. For Firmly enjoy participating in prize picks. Basketball season is here, and you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two and more player or more players from different sports. Say you want to combine John Morant assists and Travis Kelsey receptions, and you have it at 10.5 of a combo. You can do that. Prize picks also allows for a reboot policy so that entries can stay in play even if one of your players gets interested, injured. Football and basketball games in particular, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Go check them out. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, we'll close out the show, not necessarily negatively, but maybe it's smart to be worried about Marcus. We'll talk about that next. Stick around. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax, once again flying solo, missing DeMichael Cole terribly, but understanding he's a busy guy. Hopefully you understand and have enjoyed this week with me, basically week with me here on Lockdown Grizzlies. It's been fun talking John Morant's return with you. The Memphis Grizzlies appear to be good at basketball again. Life is much nicer when the Memphis Grizzlies are good. These shows are much more fun to do. You guys are much nicer to me in the comments. It is all good and gravy. That is the gift that keeps on giving is when people are just nice and friendly in the comments here on Locked On Grizzlies. Um, something that isn't as nice and friendly is what Taylor Jenkins said pregame before the Indiana Pacers contest about the process of one Marcus Smart. Now, it's not like he said Smart had a setback. I want to stress that. He's not necessarily concerned long term about what Smart is doing. but he does want to maybe pump the brakes a little bit in terms of everybody assuming that smart is going to be out there on Saturday, that doubtful listing that he had for the Pacers game. Again, the Grizzlies are unique in how they handle their injury reports, but at the same time, they're they've gotten predictable. When a player is listed as doubtful, that usually means they're not going to play, but it usually means in the next game, They'll be listed as questionable, and that will almost certainly, as long as things go according to plan, which doesn't always happen, of course, they will be active for that contest, the one following the doubtful listing after being just listed as out in prior games. So we all assumed, myself included, that Marcus Smart was going to come back on Saturday. Jenkins didn't necessarily say that's not going to be the case, 
But, and this is from DeMichael Cole on Twitter. Shout out to my co-host, DeMichael Cole, at DeMichael C. Taylor Jenkins said the Grizzlies are hopeful that Marcus Smart can return Saturday, but his next five-on-five will be important. There's a possibility that his return could be pushed into early next week. Oh, boy. Right? Maybe it's just because of what happened with Steven Adams and others. I'm preconditioned to read that and start getting, you know, the cold sweats and the heebie-jeebies and struggling to breathe a little bit. Marcus Smart next to John Moran is something that we have to see before we can just say, oh, the Grizzlies are good at basketball again. If Smart goes out there and takes them to another level, the, the Grizzlies aren't just good They, if they make the playoffs, could make some noise. That's the whole reason Marcus Smart is here. He's not to be a regular season stalwart, somebody that comes in and is dominant in the regular season and flames out in the regulars in the playoffs, right? The Grizzlies have already seen that. The reason Marcus Smart is here is once Memphis gets to the postseason, he's supposed to be that guy that gets them to the next level and helps them advance through multiple playoff series to get to a Western Conference Finals. That is why Marcus Smart is here. And we still don't know what he looks like next to John Moran. Right now, the starting wing is Vince Williams Jr. And as awesome as Vince Williams Jr. is, and I think he should be a full-time roster member and Hopefully there's trades that are made to make that happen. As great as Vince Williams Jr. is, he's not going to start once Marcus Smart is there. At least he shouldn't. Smart should be the start, and Williams goes to the bench. What happens to John Conchar, Zaire Williams? That'll be up for Taylor Jenkins to decide. Hopefully it's John Conchar sitting, but I totally get if it's Zaire Williams. I want to stress that. I'm not going to argue for Zaire. If Smart can't play Saturday, it's just one more game of a lesser sample size, one longer wait to get a key component of what this Grizzlies team is supposed to be on the floor. And again, even though the two incidents aren't connected, what happened to Steven Adams potentially being in the mix to happen to Marcus Smart, not the same injury, but the vagueness of the way that it's discussed and covered. That's what makes me nervous. I hope that's coming through, dear listener, dear viewer. I don't want you to think that I I think this is going to be a Steven Adams scenario or it's Brandon Clark and he's going to be out a while. That's not what I'm alluding to at all. I'm talking about they say he's going to come back and then it gets pushed. What happens if it gets pushed again, which has happened numerous times with this Grizzlies era of basketball? This basketball uh, mess that Memphis has gotten into in terms of injury stuff. It's happened a couple of times, just in the last year. Stephen Adams being the latest example. So what happens if Smart gets pushed back and then gets pushed back again? That's hypothetical right now. But again, we have examples of that happening with prior players. Hopefully with Smart, he plays on Saturday. And hopefully we get our first actual example of what a Smart, Bane, Jaw, three-guard lineup looks like. Because we have to start building a sample size for that. The most tradable asset the Memphis Grizzlies have in terms of an actual basketball player is Marcus Smart. So if the Grizzlies are bad, which I don't think they are, but if we fast forward a month past Martin Luther King Day and Memphis decides, okay, we'll just kind of punt it, Smart's the guy you move, either him or Luke Kennard, who has a team option for next season, maybe both. Those are the guys that are going to move along because they're the tradable assets. You don't want to move on from Santi Aldama. He's on a rookie deal. He's a tradable asset too, in theory, but 
he's too valuable. You're not going to get good value back compared to what he brings to the table, especially as a big that can space the floor and create some offense. Smart's the guy that a team trying to make a playoff push might want to trade for, if it comes to that. You have to figure out if he fits or not. There's evidence that he does. There's evidence that he doesn't. But none of it matters until he plays next to John Morant, which he hasn't done yet. The sooner the better on that front. So you don't want to rush him in if he's not comfortable, if something gets tweaked in that five-on-five session that's likely happening today. You don't want that to derail an entire plan of rehab, right? One game isn't going to ruin the season. But what it does, as I mentioned a moment ago, is it delays something that the Memphis Grizzlies are running out of time on. It's making a determination on whether or not they should be buyers or sellers in this trade market. Their current record dictates they should consider selling. The John Morant context in terms of suspension and how he's looked over these last two games and how Memphis is much improved, your eyes tell you and the numbers back it up, the Grizzlies are good again, at least for now. If that can be sustained and even built upon with a healthy Marcus Martin and eventually a healthy Luke Kennard, maybe you try to take a John Conchar, Zaire Williams, a first-round pick or two, and see what's out there. You have a trade exception, roughly $6.5 million. You see what you can fit into that. There's possibilities. They can make moves to improve this team, get into the play-in, and go see and make some noise because they're not an actual 9 or 10 seed in the Western Conference if they are healthy and playing at this level. But the sooner you can figure that out, the better. Hopefully, Marcus Smart can play on Saturday, and the next time we are together on a Tuesday edition of Lockdown Grizzlies, we can have good energy and vibes about what Smart's debut with John Morant, the Smart Morant debut, looked like. That's what I am hoping for. That's one of my Christmas wishes as we close out this holiday week of Lockdown Grizzlies. Thank you so much for being with me on this episode. It is much appreciated as always. Remember that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering each and every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel. Again, there will be no Christmas episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Don't show up. If you want to watch past episodes, if you're bored for whatever reason, maybe you're, you know, using the facilities, calling a man about a horse, whatever the case might be. If you want to check out an old episode, great. Go back and check those out. We got YouTube shorts. Cool. Right? Minute or two, run those, go back to your family. We will be back with you on Tuesday, December 26th with a new episode, again, Talking Grizzlies Hawks. Hopefully we get our first glimpse of Marcus Smart out there with John Morant. At the very least, assuming everything keeps going the way it's supposed to, we'll have another game of jaw. Maybe Atlanta will react differently to him than New Orleans did. All sorts of interesting pieces that we can dissect going into uh, another big week for Memphis between Christmas and New Year's. No Christmas Day game this year. Sorry about that. I have a feeling if John Morant keeps playing this way, Memphis will be back in the Christmas rotation next season. But he's got to be on the floor to do that. So far, so good. And again, great way to close this out. It was wonderful to see him back on the FedEx Forum floor. 
there in Memphis, Tennessee, where he belongs. We wish you and yours the happiest of holidays. If you celebrate Christmas, please enjoy it with family and friends. Be safe and rest up, all those fun things. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, rate, review over on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully you're an everydayer at this point, but if you're not, if you're checking us out for the first time, you're still in and out, not with us each and every day. We hope that you will make a decision to do so because aside from Christmas Day, which again, hopefully you understand, aside from Christmas Day, just about every day, we will be with you, either myself to Michael Cole or both as we're shooting for on Tuesday, we'll be with you to talk Memphis Grizzlies basketball. I am Joe Molinax. Merry Christmas to you and yours. The Grizzlies fans have already gotten an early gift. John Morant is back and the Memphis Grizzlies appear to be good at basketball again. Merry Christmas. Catch you soon on Lockdown Grizzlies.